Thank you for listening to our weekly Baylife Church podcast. Make sure you visit our website, baylifechurch.org.au, where you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so that you'll never miss another message. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Well, good morning, church. How are we? That's good. Well, happy new year. Well, I had a message that I've been preparing for the last, I don't know, couple of months, but I thought, no, I'm not doing that. Because <laughs> last time I was tossing me through two different messages, still couldn't make my mind up, but God just spoke to me about what's happening right now. And my title of my message this morning, I really struggle with titles. I mean, I really do. I was still changing it this morning, right? I just... I don't know what it is. And I think I probably have that many titles, I have this vivid imagination. I have that many. I go, in the end, I don't know what to do. Anyway, but I've decided to derive that title from my message, and it's this, our part in 2021. Because we've all got a part to play, right? Every one of us. And, you know, we've just had the happy new year and people celebrating. But I look back to... Last year in January, and I got thinking about it and thought, what would it be like if it was Greg or Pastor Robin or Pastor Chris or someone else, doesn't really matter, got up here and said, I have a word from the Lord for 2020, and you're not going to like it. And you started off saying, this year will be like no other you've ever seen. There's going to be a worldwide epidemic. It's going to spread through the world. There's going to be about 83 million infections. And about 1.82 million people are going to die. You're like, what? And this is all going to happen by January 2021. So you're already predicting a year ahead. Churches will have to shut their doors. By now, Greg and Robin will be on the floor going, what? You've got to be kidding me. That's never going to happen. We will be streaming church into people's homes. We will be doing life group and Bible college on Zoom. And Greg's thinking, we don't even have the technology. A lot of people in church wouldn't have a clue how they're going to do that. How on earth? I mean, I was one of them ringing up on my people. Well, you go to this bit and you go to about that. And it, 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 it took hours and days to get people linked onto Zoom, some maybe weeks and months. But it was fun. And this person continued to say, and people will tune into your messages all across the earth. They're going, well, I've never seen that before. And Greg and Roman are probably thinking, yeah, well, you know, us, our, our daughter and son-in-law often tune in over there on the podcast and listen in. But, you know, people were listening in the community, in our local community. People were listening in Australia. And then the person goes on to say, not only that, there'll be a time when you'll be locked up in your house. You won't be able to go anywhere except for exercises and buy food. Unless you're an essential worker, you get to go to it. The rest of you, you'll stay home 
And for the parents, the schools are going to shut. The parents are now swooning on the floor, going, no, no, no. My kids are going to school. It's not happening. And the person continues to say, you'll become the teacher and the universities will shut and all teachers will now do their messages on Zoom into people's household. It, it, it would be totally unheard of. Not only that, 700,000 people in Australia will lose their job overnight. And the government will pay you to stay home. You go, that never happens. <laughs> that never happens. But the government are going to pay you to stay at home. Not only that, you continue with this doomsday message and you say, and fear will grip the nation. <laughs> Not just Australia, but worldwide. And people will die in massive numbers. Not only that, everywhere you turn, people will be wearing face masks. Not only that, if we ever come back to church, you will have to wear a face mask. Not only that, when you get to come back to church, you don't get to sing. You're like, what? By now, you'll be thinking this person is absolute nuts. Absolutely crazy. They've lost their marbles and they need to go find their marbles. Because they've lost them. Not only that, you will treat people differently. When you go out in the shops, you will think they have the virus and you will run a different direction. You will scoop from them. People that you liked, you'll go. <laughs> you won't even hug anybody anymore. Not only that, there'll be this new norm called social distancing. You will make sure you don't go near anybody <laughs> because you could get it. Not only that, Australia will be famous around the world <laughs> for fighting in the aisles over toilet roll. <laughs> we will be known like no other nation. <laughs> you watch, they'll be at it again soon. <laughs> and you continue saying this to the people that have got all their travel plans drawn up. You're not going on holiday. The planes will be grounded. <laughs> including domestic and international travel, you won't be going. And some people are thinking, yes, but I'm going on a mission trip. I'm going for God. I'm going. Yeah. No, you won't be going. It's not happening. Families and friends will be separated. They'll be se separated. They won't be able to go to each other's houses at all, not even to hug their grandchildren. You'll have to stand outside the door. <laughs> I'll wave to the room it's totally unbelievable, right? But social distancing will become the new normal. When you do get to go to a cafe, as things get better, you will have to sign in, by the way, or use your phone. So everybody will know where you are at any given time. This will be the new normal. Our TVs will be dominated about this virus. Every time you turn on, they'll keep on talking about it and you'll be there going, boring, boring. <laughs> but it'll be dominated around the world. Then we'll put up with the elections of the office of the President of the United States of America. There'll be actually unrest all around the globe. There'll be marches in the street. There'll be so much unrest in the world. 
It's unbelievable, isn't it? That our world looked like that last year. I mean, it's funny, hilarious when you look back, but it wasn't funny at the time, right? And it's still not funny. We know that many people have lost people. But, as I said, like if we had mentioned this, if we had a prophet in the place and they said that, we would kick them off the stage so quick. I mean, you're banned from this church. You're never coming back. (laughs) It's true, isn't it? But this time last year, we were praying for rain. We got it. We got the rain. And it's been raining most of the year. And it's continuing to rain. (laughs) Lots of it. We've had floods. Not only that, we were also on fire. We had some great prayer points, didn't we? And now we're seeing, you know, the land come back to life in lots of places where there was fire. So most people have been waiting for 2020 to come to an end. That's all you hear. I can't wait for 2020 to come to an end. I wish it'd hurry up. (laughs) Well, I think this year's flown, to tell you the truth. I don't know where it's gone. It's gone so, so quick. And now it's 2021. And I was watching some of the stuff on New Year's Eve on TV as I was babysitting. And... uh, (laughs) And people were literally crying because 2020 was coming to an end. There were crying tears of relief that it was over, coming to an end. And 2021 was about to be their year. The year when everything will go amazingly well. We'll see. You know, to be honest, it's a year, last year will be a year that will never be forgotten. It's a year that will be remembered. Even wishing people a happy new year didn't have that same, wow, it's a happy there was There's something about it that has something lingering in the background of people's minds. Because it's still there. And it's still fresh. And... People are uncertain of how this year is going to look and how it's going to unfold. You know, we like that out with the old, in with the new. You know, we we use the word new a lot and we don't realise how many times we (laughs) use the word new. Like new clothes, new job, new beginnings, a new adventure, a new first term at school the new second term, we use these words all the time, a new job, a new car, new friends. We use the word new, 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 new all the time. But Jesus also came along with a message about new and he said this to his disciples, I've got something really important to tell you, really important. And he says this, so I give you a new commandment, not an old one, I give you a new commandment to love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are truly true followers of Christ. 
So Jesus talks about loving each other and that's what we're meant to do, not just in the church, but it is mainly for the church to love each other. But the Bible also says to love our neighbours. So love the community, love people around us. But what part can we play in 2021? Where do we actually fit in to this? I love the scripture in 2 Timothy 4, 2. So it doesn't matter what happens in life. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter if they close the church down tomorrow. It doesn't matter if something goes amiss or something that comes left field. The Bible says this, proclaim the word of God and stand upon it no matter what. And that's what we're meant to do. That's what it looks like for us is to continue preaching the word and stand upon it no matter what, whatever comes our way. Rise to the occasion and preach when it is convenient and when it is not. When it is not is when you preach it. Don't always look for a convenient time to preach the gospel. It's always time to preach the gospel. Not only that, it goes on, it says, and preach in the full expression of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is with you when you preach the gospel. He is right alongside you and he talks through you and he give you, gives you words of wisdom that you couldn't come up with. You couldn't possibly come up with those words of your own. Because it is he that works within you because he loves people and wants to draw people to himself. But if we don't preach the word, how will people know? So it's an expression of the Holy Spirit with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach the people. So is there an option for us to cop out of not preaching the word? Certainly not. It's for everyone to share and play their part in the kingdom. I love it. In the New King James Version, it says the same thing. It says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. All seasons. We enjoy four seasons, yeah, in the natural. There are seasons in the spirit when we need to keep on going no matter what. Keep on sharing. Keep on going. And, you know, and we're all in different journeys and different stages of our life. All of us. It doesn't matter if you're young or old or it doesn't really matter. We've all got different things going on in our life. And your journey for you is as real for you as my journey is real for me. So don't think for one minute I'm not on a journey because I am just like you are. But it's different. But maybe our journey has challenges that seem so big, so mountainous that we think we can never, ever get through it. Some of them feel so big and so overwhelming that it seems like they're going to crush you at times. The mountains seem so high and the valleys seem so low and so deep. It feels like you're never, ever going to get up. How do you find your way through? Looking at Luke 12, it says this. He's talking to his disciples again. Normally, I don't put a lot of scripture up, but I really feel this piece of scripture is really important for us in 2021. Because in my job, I work with a lot of people 
And most of my phone calls are spent listening to mental health. And it is very draining at times. And the biggest word I hear all the time is anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Stress, stress, stress. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> then you feel like, yeah, <laughs> going down with it, you know. But, you know, Jesus has a different take on this whole thing. And right now our world is like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I could lose my job again tomorrow. The whole place could shut down tomorrow. I just made plans and now I'm going to have to overturn them. People really don't know what is going on. I mean, right now in England, in different parts of the world, they have something that is, is out of control and raging. We live in this great blessed country called Australia. But we can still be anxious. But it says this in Luke 12, 22, listen to me, never let anxiety enter your heart. That is a big call. Never let anxiety enter your heart. Because when anxiety enters our hearts, it pulls our spirit down. Suddenly we start to go downhill. You don't feel so good. And that thing will consume you. He goes on and he says, never worry about any of your needs. Wow. Such as food and clothing. Do you know when we all went to lockdown, the, sh the shelves have been stripped of so many things because we're all going to starve, right? And yet we live in a land of plenty. For your life is infinitely more than just food or the clothing you wear. Take the carefree birds, for example. Do you ever see them worry? I've never seen a bird worry, ever, ever, ever. They always find a tree to shelter in. They always find a branch. They always find protection. You know, it's pouring really bad rain. I'm thinking, is it knocking those birds out of the tree? But they never seem to, do they? I've never found all these birds lying around like after the rain or anything. God takes care of his birds, he does. They never worry about anything. They can find food. They can find shelter. They find protection. They don't grow their own food even. And they don't even have a fridge to put the food in. The Bible says they don't have a storehouse. That's what he says. They don't have one. They don't have a fridge. They don't have a pantry. They just have it. Yet God takes care of every one of them, feeding them from his love and goodness. Isn't your life more precious to God than a bird? Be carefree in the care of God. I just thought that was a really big example of how God wants to provide for us. He just didn't write it there because, well, it's just, it, it kind of rhymes nice. No, he knew that, that sometime in our life, at some stage, we're going to get to a point where we need to know, God, are you there for me? Have you got me, God? And he's going, I've got you. I've got you right there. I'm going to look after you. I'm going to take care of you. So it says in verse 25, and does worry add anything to your life? Let's be honest. We all worry. We do. Put your hand up if you don't worry. You liar. No. <laughs> we all worry. We worry. But it says this, can it add one more year or even one day? So if worry adds nothing, 
but actually subtracts from your life, makes your life miserable. Have you ever been doing something, happily going along, and somebody comes and tells you something really bad? You're like, oh. And now, and now you can't concentrate on that happy thing anymore. It's like, I've got to run over here and try and fix this. Like everything is just the, the joy, the peace that you had right then has now been taken because now you have to run over here because you've got to go fix this thing. Worry can come in so, so quick. This morning we sang a song, the Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Do you believe it that the Lord is in this place? Or is it just a song? Is the Lord in this place? Is the Lord in this place to heal? Is the Lord in this place to restore? Is the Lord in this place to save? Yes, he is. The Lord is in this place. Whatever you're believing for in your body, whatever it is, Lord, I am here for you to heal me. I am here for you to touch me. I am here, God. I need your joy. I need your peace. I need your love. I need your protection. He is here by his spirit this morning. He repeats it again because he knows that we worry. He says in verse 29, I'm going to repeat it one more more time. Disciples, are you listening? Do you get it? We are his disciples, you know that? He's talking to us. And he says it again. He says, I want you to get this. Don't worry. Don't let worry enter your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. And he goes on to say, people everywhere seem to worry about making a living, but your heavenly Father knows your needs and will take care of you. He will take care of you. He knows your personal needs and he doesn't want you to worry. I believe that's a word for all of us today. We don't need to worry. God is in control. We just need to play our part. It says in verse 31, each and every day he will supply your needs as you seek his kingdom passionately above all else. So don't ever be afraid. We don't need to be afraid of anything that comes our way. We just need to keep on seeking God. We just need to keep looking to him because he is our great provider. So my question to you this morning What picture do you have of God in your life right now? What picture, how does he look to you this morning? Is he little? Is he big? Does he look incapable? Is he too old? Is he fragile? Does he love other people more than you? Does he favor others over you? Because how you see God is how you come through. It's how you do life. If you only see God as small, you're going to find it very hard to put your trust in him. You're going to find it very hard to give in your cares and give in your troubles because you feel he cannot take care of them for you. When all he wants you to do is come and put your anxious thoughts and your worry at his feet. And give it to him. That's what he waits for us for. It's like God just stands there. Let's say the guitar is God. It's musical. It's worship. 
You know, often we come to God when we just get really, really desperate. But the rest of the time, we handle all our worries and our cares over here and around people. We stay here for a long, long time worrying and being anxious and allowing those things to stop us from moving. And every now and then we'll, all right, better go and talk to God a bit. And God's like, I'm still here. You know, it's when we come and we actually stop at his feet and allow him to speak to us in, his, in the stillness. But often we spend so much time over here and we give him very little time when he wants our time. So how you see God will determine how you trust him with your life. If you see him as a great big God, if you see him as the designer of heaven and earth, if you see him like that, you'll see the greatness of him, how he formed the universe and the world. Just stand outside on a starry night and look up into the heavens and just allow that to speak to you alone. And know that God made that, every sun and every moon and every star and everything. He just, out of nothing, he created. He's the creator of the morning and the evening. Chris said it this morning, his mercies are new every morning. Every brand. We don't need to wait for a new year to come. His mercies are new Every morning for us as believers, every morning, he is the star and the sun maker. He gave the sea boundaries and created every sea creature and every kind of color bird, every creeping insect. He caused the earth to bring every cattle and beast of every description. And he made us in his image and breathed life into us. We are the very image. He didn't make us different than him. I know he looks like a guitar this morning, but to be honest, he's really not. He says he made us in his image, in his likeness. He didn't make us to look freaky. He wants us to come to him. He's the creator of every seed, every fruit, every herb, every vegetable. I always say vegetable, it's English. And only that, he gave his dominion over the earth. And he also gave up the splendor of heaven and came and died for us. This is a great God we serve. We can allow ourselves to live in anxiousness and live in fear. Or we can allow to see this great big God that loves us so much. This great creator God who is so interested in you and I. And in Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. We have got a great future. We have got a great hope. And our hope is in God. And the only person that can rob that from you is you. It's true. And who you sit with, if you sit over here all the time, 
People can agree with you. And before you know it, that wonderful peace that you had is gone. But we need to stay in faith. Stay in the promises of our God. I believe the season for us is to trust God no matter what. To keep on moving forward. To keep turning up at church. Keep turning up. Keep praying. Keep believing God. Even when you go, I I can't see. Keep believing. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep believing God and know that he is in charge of everything. Keep believing that he's miraculous. He's a miracle working God. I'm believing that. He's a miracle working God. He's a great physician. He's a great I am. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the beginning and the end of all time. We serve a great God. Don't minimize our God. Don't make him small when he's so great, so enormous. No, he is your provider in the most hardest times of your life. The Bible says he will never see his children begging for bread. Now, you can either dismiss that or you can go, yeah, that's mine. What you do with the promises of God is really important in 2021. And take every opportunity to share your faith with believers and non-believers. And continue to be quick to forgive people that say things to you. I don't think they woke up one morning deliberately and go, I'm going to give Chris a real serve this morning. People say things and don't even know they've said it wrong to you. They don't even know they've offended you. It is true. And sometimes we just need to get over it and grow up. Because it's a time when we need to go. We want our children to grow up, don't we? Or do we want them to stay in nappies? And we can be in nappies spiritually and not know it. There's a time when we just need to get the nappies off. I'm sorry. (laughs) And grow up. Be who we're meant to be. We we, We are in Christ. We need to put on that spiritual maturity. Be quick to forgive people. Stop hanging on to grudges. If you've got a grudge against someone, I don't care if they're here or not. Forgive them anyway. Let it go. You want to carry that into 2021? We've got enough going on. We need to drop some baggage. Get rid of it. It's too heavy to carry. The Bible says, take my yoke, it's light and it's easy. Trust God to meet you in the valley, wherever is going on in your life, trust him to meet you in the valley as well as on the mountaintop. Praise him when you don't feel like it and praise him when you do feel like it. Praise is a weapon that we have to raise our spirit and to know that we have victory in Christ. If your feet are stopped tapping... If you've lost your song and if you've lost your dance, you need to start praising him. Allow your spirit to be filled. Allow the shout of joy. Shout. Why not? You go to games and shout, don't you? Why not shout to our God? Why not shout 
his praise. I think for us too in 2021, we need to pray for our government. Pray for our leaders. Pray for the church at large. As we know, the churches in Sydney are, well, some have had to close down at the moment. They're only allowed 100 in their church. But we need to pray. We've seen so much unrest in our world. So pray. You know, when you pray for others, it's a good thing to do instead of just for yourself. Instead of just bless me. Pray that God will move in our hearts. Pray that God will waken us up. Pray that a spiritual awakening will happen inside of us. That we will be different in 2021 than what we were in 2020. Look for a new song and a new fire in our hearts to come out. Pray that God will move in our community and that we will experience something so so different, so powerful. Because we might not know what's going on, but God knows everything that's going on. And we just got to go on the journey, whatever's happening. We're on that journey. If we're in God, we are secure. We don't need to worry. We don't need to fret because we are with him. Amen. And, you know, and I just want to finish with this. You know, whoever you've been, you know, like I know we all invite people to different things and we invite people to Christmas things and all sorts of things and you share your faith, you know, just because you're not seeing anything doesn't mean God's not doing something in their lives. So keep on. Keep on doing. Don't, don't stop. Just keep on going. Amen? Amen. Be blessed. Have a happy new year. Wasn't that a great word? So good. Come on, put your hands together for Lois this morning. Just as I was sitting there, I just felt... God laid this scripture on my heart, and I'd like to pray for you. At the moment, we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting, and you might be fasting this morning. You might be feeling very hungry, and um, but it's good for your spirit when we fast, um, you know. And, and I, I just want to take this opportunity to pray as a church, because I, I can tell you, there are people in difficult circumstances, and you might be one of them right here this morning. You don't know how to negotiate the next part of life. You don't know how to do this. You don't know what's happening in your body. You don't know what's happening in your finance. You don't know what's happening in a relationship. And you don't know what to do, and you feel weak. Well, there's a scripture for you here this morning, Romans 8, and I'll read from verse 26. Actually, could we stand together? Can we stand together? Because I want to pray after this together. Because it says this, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do, know, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans the words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts and knows our mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in according with God's will. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who, are, who have been called according to his purpose. Each and every one of you has been called according to his purpose. We just need to start to operate like we have. 
We need to start to pray like we have. We need to start to believe like we have. We need to have a faith like we have the purpose of God in our lives. And can we pray that way this morning? You know, I'm a little fired up because I have been fasting. And I feel weak. But in my spirit, I feel strong. And can we just start to lift our voices here this morning? Let's start to pray out in the heavenlies. Start to break those strongholds. Start to lift the name of Jesus in this place. Come on, just start to pray. Just start to pray. Let's pray it out. Pray it out. Come on, get verbal with this. doesn't matter what anyone thinks around you. Just start to pray. Just start to pray. Start to pray for the person next to you. Pray for the person in front of you. Pray for the person behind you. Pray for those people that you don't even know now. Pray for those people that are doing it tough. Those people that are, are, are sick, have got illness. God, we lift up each and every one of those right now. In the name of Jesus, we declare that name upon the mighty name of Jesus in every circumstance, God. In every circumstance, God. We give you honor and glory in this place, God. We ask for your healing touch. Your, your beautiful healing touch, God, for on bodies, on, on spirits, on minds, on relationships, on, on emotions. God, we declare that name, the name of Jesus Christ, God. Even when we feel weak, we feel strong because of who you are, God. And God, we give you honor and glory in our lives as we serve and surrender to you each and every day of our lives. And we declare that in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus Christ, the name that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that you are Lord. And we declare that in every life here this morning, every single life here this morning, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a great big applause this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
to join us for tea and coffee outside and we'll see you next week have a great day